Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Vicki Townsend, and I'm the founder and president of Divorce Right. And we provide training in HR, to HR professionals and to company supervisors about the divorce process so that you can better support your employees. And we provide divorce coaching and case management, providing guidance and direction that your divorcing employees so desperately need. And I want to introduce you to the amazing Paulette Rigo, a certified divorce coach, a certified divorce specialist, a credentialed mediator, and the director of coaching and case management here at Divorce Right. And together we tackle the biggest disruptor in your company, and that's divorce. And as a reminder, we have SHRM credits for your SHRM members. And we will post a link at the end of this broadcast so that you can be sure to grab those. And today we're going to be talking about the hidden cost of divorce to our corporations and to our government by way of additional supportive services. Many years ago, I started to read the research about the cost of divorce by way of lost productivity, absences, errors, distractions, and presenteeism. It was the research paper by Dr. David Schramm, Individual and Social Costs of Divorce in Utah, that made me make the leap to creating Divorce Right, to not only assist the employee going through a traumatic life event like divorce, but to help create healthy and thriving companies by saving them thousands, and in some case, many multiple millions of dollars each and every year by helping their employees manage a complicated process that anyone outside of the legal system can barely uh, maneuver. So let me introduce you to today's special guest. Known as Dr. Dave on campus and across country, Dave Schramm is an associate professor and family life extension specialist at Utah State University in the Department of Human Development and Family Studies. After graduated, graduating with his PhD from Auburn University, he worked as a professor at the University of Missouri for nine years. Shortly after arriving at USU in 2016, he was appointed by Governor Herbert to serve on Utah's Commission on Marriage, and he now serves as a faculty director on the commission. In 2022, the Utah Marriage Commission launched the Stronger Marriage Connection podcast, and Dr. Dave serves as a host. He appears regularly on television and shares tips and videos on social media and YouTube to help individuals and parents and couples thrive in their life journeys. He's also analyzed the financial and public, financial public and personal impacts of divorce. From British Columbia to Beijing, China, and from St. Louis to, Saint, uh, to San Diego, Dr. Dave has given over 500 presentations, classes, and workshops to a variety of offices, audiences, including the United Nations and a TEDx talk in Florida. And he's married to his high school sweetheart, Jamie, and they have four children. And he just might have a slight addiction to peanut M&Ms. And the Schramm family lives in North Logan, Utah. Welcome, Dr. Dave. Hey, thanks so much, uh, Vicki and Paulette, for having me on. I'm, I'm happy to join you today. I'm so glad to have you here. Paulette, I'm going to let you get us started today. Well, thank you so much for your time, Doctor. It's uh, an honor. In fact, Vicki has mentioned your name so many times I feel like I already know you, but now you're here in the, uh, well, not the flesh, but in the virtual flesh. So I want to start with the obvious question. Now, in my world, it's probably not obvious, but in most people's worlds, right, whether that be somebody going through divorce or you're a professional in the company or in the HR world, naturally, I mean, most people would say, like, why? Why did you want to study the economic impact? 
of divorce on society and talk about what you found. Um, I find it fascinating. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Thanks for the for the question. And thanks for having me on today. You know, it started back when I was an undergraduate student, actually, at Brigham Young University. And I'm, I'm sitting in a class. It's a community education class. And the professor says, you know what? One of these days, someone needs to do a study on what divorce costs society and what it costs um, individuals, the state and governments. And so uh, I, I raised my hand in that class and, and I don't think he was, you know, he, I think it was more of a rhetorical question. And so I talked to him with him after class that I would love to, to do something like that. And so I started on that journey and it took me actually a, a few years to get this published. But really, the, the whole purpose of this is really to be able to show, wow. Um, and the dollar figure isn't as much, you know, whether it's exactly the, the dollar to the penny or, or what it is, but it's more to show, look, divorce, it's, it's a personal choice, but it can have these economic uh, consequences, these ramifications that really spill over into broader society. And so, it, yes, it is a personal choice, but it has public consequences. And so that's that's what happened. I published that. And then I was invited actually to go over to Beijing, China on this world, um, this conference and and talk about my findings uh, over in Beijing to, to people from all over the world. So that's really where it got started. And then I've done studies, um, what divorce costs the state of Texas, a little over $3 billion in, in uh, direct and indirect um, costs. And now I'm actually working on a, another paper right now, looking at the drilling down at the personal uh, really the, the personal costs and everything from, you know, we're cutting back on going out to the movies to moving or what do these, this additional uh, have to go and take now these classes for our children. All, so really drilling down to these very specific um, costs. And so there are, there are, there's these personal costs. There are these broader societal costs, these indirect and direct government costs with programs and, and TANF and Medicaid that um, are there to, to help people. And the, the topic that I'm excited to talk a little bit about, it, the spillover into the workplace and really what uh, what the, the business sector can do to help um, alleviate and, and help um, their employees as they're going through this really stressful process. It I'm is. glad you brought that up because there's been many discussions about how divorce affects families, children, uh, you know, the, I hate to call it the obvious, right? But the, the ones that we assume are going to impact it, the family unit, the children, perhaps the, the personal finances of the family, the living situation. But I don't really know that I, when I went through my situation and seeing that I'm in the trenches with people every day, really think about beyond the micro, right? It's like the family unit gets thought about. But then as you see that it trickles into their work extended family and as you said uh you know the 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 broader macro of it all so it it, it affects every aspect so now you started this um maybe didn't start i'm sure you started it before but the the study was released in 2013 right so here we are a decade later has have you found that uh what what has really changed um and i know you have a new project now that to discuss more of that uh, shift into the more micro. But what what, did, what have you seen in the last decade as a shift? 
Yeah. Um, you know, cost uh, all over the place. We, we've all felt that, especially I would say in the last few years, but we've seen um, the, the the cost of everything from grocery, eggs and, and everything else is is increasing. And that has spilled over into even the, the public sector as well. And so budgets continue to, um, to grow larger to be able to pay for things. And so one of the things, because the average cost of divorce back in my study was about $30,000. And again, this is average. And so it's it's important to point that out that there's some you know if they don't have children it's very simple they're young or something and, and they can manage those things and it's not a lot of cost but the cost and, and you know this as well the cost for attorneys uh, and mediators even divorce filing fees um I, I teach a divorce education class here at utah state the online um, class as well that we develop so all these resources to to help individuals um through this difficult process and it spills over into their their children as well. And so I would say that even in the last the last decade, that that's probably even gone up. I would say by as much as ten thousand dollars. And so the average divorce that we're saying now is costing um, the, the direct and indirect effects of divorce cost society about forty thousand um, dollars because of things like lost work productivity that you're you're talking about. Um, their financial situation. Now, things have changed a little bit, as you both are aware of and listeners are, specifically with women in their financial situation. So more women in the workforce the last few decades. And so they're... Um, they're not not feeling that pinch as much. They still are. Both parties, right, living on one income is 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 more difficult than two. Um, but it has it continues to to grow. Those costs continue to to increase. Mm. No, I'm a little curious about the methodology. Um, so the research was originally in Utah, but you also did a study in or in Texas. Is that true? Yeah. Yep, that's right. And so what I what I did is is I was able to to get a hold of the the budgets and say, hey, okay, you know what what sectors um, in uh, in Texas, and I think you know this one I, it was over a little over three point one eight billion dollars, which was about twelve percent of their budget. Think about that for a second. That's that's massive. But these are things like um, housing. This is medical assistance. This is cash assistance. This is food assistance. This is um, child care and development assistance, utilities, and so all of these these areas because people who experience that divorce and experience a, a strong you know a heavy financial burden are uh, you know often turn to government assistance and government programs at least in the in the interim at least temporarily to help them get back on their feet now th- they'll also turn to family members and extended family members to parents to loved ones to neighbors to to churches and so i would look and say okay what is the ripple effect and how are those um, areas being affected including the business um, sector as well because we know um, the, the the business right they they continue to um, to pay a heavy cost as well. I know there's a Harvard Business Review study that showed that divorce cost American businesses is as much as 150 billion dollars. The stress related costs are 300 billion per year, and then the 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 emotional stress related to divorce can account for nearly $75 billion in lost work productivity. So these are these are big costs that not just the person, but again, this ripple effect that so many are helping to pick up the pieces. And if I can say presenteeism isn't even including in there and Harvard says that's another $150 billion. That's, you know, when, when you go to work, you can physically show up, but emotionally and mentally you're checked out that costs companies a lot of money. And so I'm, and 
And uh, another thing, you know, that we don't think about is that um, the financial impact on women yes. isn't. Uh, do you have a uh, statistics around the uh, the? I, I believe it's the number one cause of women going into poverty is divorce. Correct. It is still, and it has been for decades, and it continues to 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 be that way. Especially, yeah, women, and then more children that they have, um, that they you know more mouths to feed to put them in in classes and to take them around. That that's a a stress, an emotional distress. We haven't even gone into the emotional part. This is the fiscal, the financial um, aspects that spill over. But women are um, continually, even even today much more likely, they're much higher, uh, more likely to experience uh, the financial costs of that, that they really bear the brunt of those, those costs. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, and it's so, it's not an easy fix, but there, you know, we know that we can make an impact on those numbers by just getting people to be able to just sit and kind of calm down. And if we can bring them the temperature in the room down, we, we can bring back a more, focused employees. So you did a TEDx talk in 2020, that secret sauce to booming business. And I know that it was like the the shortest study you've ever done. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? And because people here are interested in, in how this affects business. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so it was, I was at Missouri and it was just two questions, the shortest study that I've ever done. And it was, um, to me, life is all about and then fill in the blank. And so even, even listeners right now, you know, what is it? If you boil it down to like one or two words, to me, life is all about. And then I had them one or two words. The second question was, if I died tomorrow, what I would miss the very most would be, and then fill in the blank. And it was interesting as I analyzed the answers to these, these two questions. Now, over 1,300 people all across the United States filled this out. And as I looked at that, Really, the, the top question to me, life is all about 45% said something about family, right? And it was happiness. It was positivity. And guess what was missing from the list, Paulette and Vicky? 1.2% said anything related to work or money. Now, isn't, isn't that interesting? But now, you know, poor workers are saying, well, wait a second, wait. Okay, now that doesn't mean that, that people don't enjoy work, that they, that they love what they, I love what I do. But to me, life is not about that. I work to live, right? I don't live to, to work. And so when HR and other um, directors and leaders and business managers, when they could really understand, okay, what is it that really means the most to the individuals, to my, my employees, these people, it's, it's connection, it's relationships. And so that's really what I, that formed, I got thinking, wow, what, what is it and how can employee, employers um, what can they do to help families through the the struggles, through their their individuals? What can they provide? And so then I started looking at what where are the top best places to work in the whole country? What is it? And, and Inc.com, they do this survey and it was a 2019, they did 139,000. They just sent this survey out and all these employees filled this out. And they came up with uh, a little over 200, uh, 250 of these top places to work. And then I, I analyzed, because what happened is the, the leaders, they had 100 words to describe why we're a great place to work. And so I analyzed each of these 100 word summaries of why this business is a great place to work. And it was really revealing because what I found was, was this pattern. So, and I'll so pause that for a second, because in life, we really come down, we have these three core needs that we all have, and that is safety, 
satisfaction and connection. And what happened is, as I analyzed these 100 word summaries of what, what makes their place a great uh, place to work, I, it was interesting because I started seeing these, these patterns of that they provided for their, their safety, right? Benefits programs, this is 401ks, they're, they're able to provide enough to meet those basic safety needs, emotional safety as, as well. The second need was satisfaction. So they're doing fun and, and enjoyable things. They really, truly care. It's a, it's a fun atmosphere. There's this yearning for learning, for professional development to help them um, in their lives. So it's very satisfying satisfying. And then three is connection. These best places to work, they have this fun. It was this team culture. In fact, many of them even use the word family. It feels like family here. And so what happens then as someone going through divorce, think of those three needs again, safety, their emotional safety, and maybe, oh, I don't know how this is going to affect my work. And so that, that need is threatened. Satisfaction, Life is not fun right now, either at work and at home. I do very little that I don't go out and go bowling, right? With my friends going through a really rough time emotionally and connection. My most important, you know, that connection, that that person, my life that's been disrupted. Maybe my connection with my kiddos, connections at work, connections with friend, friends, my faith base. And so really what happens, someone's experiencing a divorce, they experience a crisis in their safety, satisfaction, and connection. So really the secret sauce to these booming businesses is that they care about, they really care about, truly care about their, their employees and they treat them like family. And I have three suggestions for, for those who are listening of things that they can do. They find out an employee is, is really struggling. What can they do? What, what can they offer? And here, here's three suggestions. Number one, best thing you can do right off the bat is show compassion. Show compassion, hold up the emotional mirror and simply reflect before you, you know, try to fix anything. Just say, I am, I am so very sorry for, for the pain and the hurt that you're going through. And so um, offer that, offer compassion. Number two is to connect them to possible resources, right? There's employee assistance programs, you know, it, it, a counselor, or maybe just a listening ear to come into my office and, and to share if you, if they're if they need that, but they need to be able to connect to professional resources, um, maybe, you know, counselor for their kids, something where you can help this employee through this with resources um, that are available. And third is to be flexible, to, to be patient through this. Maybe it's remote work, or maybe it's some, you know, um, extended some deadlines, but to really show that that flexibility where possible uh, and help that, that person through that struggle. That's awesome. And, you know, it it's first of all well well to everybody the system we would love for a divorce right to be a solution to that because you know the difference I'd love to to share the difference between what we do and those other EAP programs is we actually focus on getting them through the process of divorce mm -hmm. and help them make some good life choices and and a bit of, of the entire umbrella that's what's really so confusing and, and, and people just have no security and safety and even making decisions in this process, right? That's scary because yeah. you don't know if you're making the right decision or the wrong decision, right? So yeah. we can help them with that. So, so for those listening, we would love to be that option for you. So uh, Dr. Dave, what do you think employers can do to mitigate the costs of divorce and what can they do to help their employees that are struggling with their marriages? Yeah, you know, I, in addition to some of the things I, I, I just mentioned, 
really um, understanding that, you know, when they're coming to work, what, what's happening with this emotional, you know, um, they're just flooded. And we talked about presenteeism and that and absenteeism and those kind of costs that, that come there. So being able to have, I mean, frequent breaks, to be able to, to check in, to have maybe work in teams where they have someone there instead of isolation, because with this isolation, what happens is, is that um, often times people going through a divorce, at least three areas that they really struggle in, and that when they get to work, and that is lack of focus, being able to really stay focused, because again, the mind brain goes to either the past or the future instead of being right there and in the present. And so then what we'll see in number two is these increased errors and these accidents. And some of these can have liability with some of these accidents and not being accurate. Um, and then third is this distraction, right? This poor, poor decision making. And so I think it's really helpful to, to have almost kind of like the buddy system, have someone that they can reach out to, to, to help them um, to answer and not necessarily someone to kind of, you know, accountability, make sure that they're doing all right. But in a sense, really to, to help them through this, because there are some, some struggles and they're mentally, they're not going to be um, all there. And so having having that compassion being and actually just inviting them into the office and say hey what what can we do how can we be helpful can we be be flexible can we um can we help with anything on the side you know some employers may be able to help with you know certain fees or certain things to be able to say hey let us help you let us help you get back on your feet through this knowing that it's going to pay really dividends because this this distraction um, is is going to cost them um, in in the long run. So being emotionally available and then financially available, and then employers can ask themselves this one question, and that's this: If I were to give my whole heart to this employee, what would occur to me to do? And just pause, and just wait, and just listen, because some of those answers will come there in the moment about what to do and how to act, how to respond and, and be a little bit more patient, you know, be slow to react and, and, and slow to judge and just quick to love and to offer that compassion resources, the divorce right resources um, to be able to help them through that, that, um, that process. And, and as you know, and listeners, I really, divorce is not an event, right? Divorce is, is a process, the separation that can last months and even years. And so being patient with them through that process. Yeah, it doesn't end, it, it, you know, the, the problems with the divorce doesn't end the moment the decree is even signed. It can, it can last for years beyond that as well, particularly when you've got a very challenging partner that, you're, that you've been divorced from, you know, the narcissistic personality disorder, things like that make it super, super difficult and really, really challenging. Dr. Dave, thank you so much for this today. You've been so amazing. And I want to remind our listeners today that we do have Sherm credits. We're going to put them below the, the link below for you to get those credits uh, below this video. And just know that divorce is a huge disruptor, not only to your employee going through it, but to your company that they work for. So if you're an HR benefits manager, if you're an HR benefits provider or a consultant, please reach out to us and see if adding our suite of solutions is a good fit for your business. We appreciate you, Dave. Thank you so much for doing this. And I look forward to reading more and more of your research papers because I am that much of a nerd and I just absolutely love what you do. So thank you for all of the effort on behalf of the entire divorce professional community. 
I want to say thank you for all of the information that you've provided us in the years. And I look forward to many, many more. So thank you all. And we will see you next week on our next LinkedIn Live. So thank you so much for joining us today. And we are out. Bye for now.